some of the best pieces of video creative that are out there come from the why space. They're not all coming from the what or the, the how. It comes from, like Matt said, that deeper piece of who you are and who you want to be. And when you can really hit on that why, you just see pieces of creative that are just more special and more memorable. Successful brands are rooted in purpose and driven by the potential to make a positive impact on their customers. Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose with Amy Austin. Each week, Amy brings you practical advice to embrace the power of purpose in all aspects of your business and transform it into the central storyline for your branding and marketing strategies. So today I am talking with Jillian and Matt Love from Love Creative. And we're going to talk about the use of video in our businesses and how we can use it in a, a variety of ways and some ways that maybe are ones that we aren't even commonly thinking about. And that is documenting just for the sake of documenting and having that available for a, sometime in the future when you need to come, come back to a process or an orientation maybe that you're you're giving to new employees. And I know that that Jillian and Matt, you really believe in that process a lot and the use of video for multiple areas of business. Can you tell me just a little bit about your philosophy as it relates to that? Especially, you know, as we talk about COVID-19 in a situation like this where you're dealing with what is essentially a crisis situation. Anytime uh, like this, you definitely want to be documenting with video. The key is really to make sure that about how you document and make sure that you're being sensitive and that you're aware of the tone and the message that you're putting forward. But I think a lot of people get wrapped up in just what is a difficult situation and forget that a lot of the things that they are choosing to do during this time as a business have a lot of value in showcasing later. Perhaps you've chosen not to advertise at this time. That doesn't mean that anything that you document, that you take video and photos of, can't be used later for other pieces of creative down the road. So businesses just need to be thinking about that. And I know it's um, everyone has a lot on their plates right now, and sometimes documenting tends to fall to the wayside, something that just doesn't come to the forefront of their mind. I also think it's a great way to, to notice things that you haven't noticed previously, maybe not even in your business, but in your creative. Like for instance, right now, I'm in the city quite a bit for work. I've been taking photos every day of locations that I drive by every day with tons of traffic, tons of people. And you start noticing things that you never noticed before because you're kind of slowing down, you're paying attention to to what's around you more and not fighting, you know, I'm not, I'm not scared. I'm going to rear end the person in front of me or pedestrians on the cross the street. I'm paying attention more visually of what's happening in the city. And I think that that's, you know, kind of what Jillian talked about. This is an opportunity for us to be more aware of our surroundings and how things are different yeah. at this point in time. I've seen some of the photos that you've taken of the Chicago metro area. And I've looked at them and I'm like, wow, I've been in that spot before. It's so different with no people in it or very few. And I catch myself feeling the same way when you see pictures from New York City. Mm -hmm. I've been there. And when they show Times Square with no people in it, it's jarring. 
And then you think at some point in six months, a year, in five years, no one is going to believe that this is the way it was. Exactly. They're going to have a hard time ever picturing the fact that this space was empty. Yeah. It's kind of like, were the two of you in Cedar Rapids during the flood? Yeah, uh, I was. I was, Matt wasn't. I was actually um, still a student at the University of Iowa. So I remember just waking up one morning, having heard that the river was rising and that it was getting to be a little bit of a critical situation, but we still didn't have a lot of information as to what we were going to do as students. I woke up that morning, I walked down to my class and the people in my building, students and staff were just carrying computers up the stairs, um, getting as much equipment up to the third floor as they possibly could. And then I I couldn't believe it. I walk out and then the National Guard is rolling down the street. Um, and at that point, I just remember like, okay, I'm going to get in my car and go home. Moments like this are truly, they're just surreal. And documenting it and documenting it the way Matt is through photography is just a way to look back and show people, you know, that you not only did you see this firsthand and this is what it was, but you lived through it. That's absolutely how it was with the flood and that's why I think your pictures have been so impactful. Yeah, I think it's a good message for for business owners too. You can lose perspective so quickly, especially when you're in a crisis and when you document it, that's how you learn from your mistakes, you know. In 10 years, if we come a situation similar to this, I hope we'd be a little bit more well prepared, like everybody. Right. Right. Well, and then if you have taken the time to document it, you can go back and review those images or that video or even just the written documentation that you've taken of the situation and say, okay, this is what I did 10 years ago. This is what I want to do differently now. I think one of the things that you and I had talked about previously too is this idea that just because you're documenting something, whether it be written uh, through images, pictures, video, doesn't mean you have to share it out. As I mentioned earlier, there are plenty of businesses who are choosing not to advertise right now, and whether that's because they don't know, you know what state they might be in in the next several months, or they're just trying to be budget conscious. You, know, you can do Facebook Lives, you can record video, you can take pictures, and just set these things aside. Then several months from now, a year from now, as you come back to them, you might have a clearer mind. 30,000 feet up, you get the bigger picture of what do I want to do with this? And you'll be so grateful and so happy that you have those things to work with. As I've said before, that you can't go back. You know, you can choose not to advertise, but you can't rewind and go back to this time. And if there's one thing you will regret, it's not having saved these items to use later. Right. Well, and I think it's important too, because you know you may be in a situation where you want to tell the story of your business, of where mm-hmm. you've been and what you've overcome mm-hmm. and what you've rallied from by having that documented right now. When you do get to that point of wanting to share a historical perspective of who you are and what you've gone through, you'll have that. If you're celebrating a 10-year anniversary of your business, 2020 may be a very significant time. It might mark a turning point in the business that caused you to rise up and do something very different than what you thought you were going to do. Absolutely. Uh, 
the topic I talked about last week on my podcast was pivoting and understanding when it's a good time to pivot and how to use your purpose as a guiding point for that pivot, not to just take a knee-jerk reaction and do something wildly different than what you had been. And if you do make a significant pivot during this time or any time in your business, if you have that documentation, that video or imagery of any sort, you can then start to tell that story in a way that connects at a different level with your prospective customers or clients. It's such an emotional thing right now too. It's, you know, and conflict is such an important part of story. So I think people are, are capturing these moments now. It's they're not somebody doing a vlog. It, they're usually speaking from you know a personal standpoint or emotional standpoint, which has a has a lot of an impact. We right. talk a lot about with our clients, and a big component of our brand is authenticity and being real and genuine. And you will never see more authenticity from a person during a time of crisis. I mean, you really get to see who these people are. And, and like you said, how they're rising up, how they're getting through difficult situations. And I recognize, and Matt would absolutely agree with me on this, is from coming from a news background, we recognize these are not easy stories and easy things to share and document. It can be tough for people to talk about things like this and be willing to record it and, and think about coming back to it. That raw authenticity and that raw emotion of what you're dealing with right now as an organization and the decisions that you're making to uh, whether it be to help your customers, help your clients, um, and just hang in there. That's real, true, authentic, authentic emotion that tells an excellent story down the road. Right. And how you choose to respond in this situation will impact your legacy going forward. Absolutely. One way or the other, whether yeah. it's how you like it or not, it will. Yeah. So let's talk about different ways that a business could document what they're doing as it relates to making sure that they have it in a format that's usable to them. I'm not a videographer. I can barely get a good looking video on my phone. However, I'm sure that there are lots of things that I could set differently on my phone that would probably make the video way better than what I am currently able to capture. But that said, so many of us can do our own video now because of our phones, mm -hmm. which sets us up to have it be a little bit more accessible. But there are times and places when we need more than that. Yeah, and right. how can you help a client differentiate between when it's okay to use what you can capture in the moment on your phone versus when to bring in a group like you guys to help enhance what they're doing to document their story and really convey their message out in a way that is impactful to their clients. I always think that future proofing your stuff is really important. You don't want to invest in something that you don't look good in or your production's kind of shoddy or it just has a short lifespan. You know, you really want to like get a lot of value out of how you're spending your money on video. I'm always like very upfront with the people I talk to and kind of explain to them why it's important to maybe invest a little bit more and like, let's make sure we have lights, you know, let's make sure everybody looks good. You know, we don't want to spend all this time on a project, interview the CEO and they don't like that. They can see, you know, dark, dark spots under their yeah. eyes. Or I've had people say, I don't want to see the lights reflection in my glasses. Mm -hmm. And I think just having somebody who has experience in how to solve those problems. I think that's the biggest thing like that we do in video productions. It's problem solving and doing it in a creative way. 
Well, and I think you also have to think about the purpose of the creative. What's your end goal for it? There's plenty of opportunities for businesses every day to be, like we've said, documenting what they're doing, doing a quick Instagram story, a quick Facebook Live, and just being present on social media. And all of that is great. But if you're looking for something that is really meant to be a brand builder, and you're trying to really share your message out clearly with current clients or customers, potential audience, that's a time when we feel really strongly that you need to up your game a little bit. And doing something on your own with you know, your video camera at home or your cell phone, it's not going to get you that level of quality that's going to showcase to your audience who you are, what you're about, and your unique capabilities. And like Matt said, there's plenty of times where we run into situations where people have either tried, a client's tried to do something themselves or they've hired, you know, they hired cheaply. They, they looked at the dollar sign and was, they were like, you know, this person can just get some video of the CEO or the president talking about their brand in their office and that's all we need. Cut to six months later and they're completely dis- disappointed with it. They're not sharing it out on social. It's not on their website and it's just sort of fallen into the wasteland of dead creative. So really be thinking about the purpose of the content, what you want it for, who the audience is, and that'll help guide you in your decision making of, is this something where we need to really make a long-term investment into something that's a little higher level quality? And another thing that we've kind of talked about more recently is just like, you know, when people ask price, which, you know, typically they want to know prices. Some people want to know it right away. Some people are more comfortable, you know, waiting a little bit and having a discussion with us first to get us get to know us. But I always kind of ask the question, what is one customer worth to you? It's really about, not about the price, it's about what kind of value is this going to be adding to your brand? Well, and I think it's also understanding what your end goal is with the video. Yeah. And knowing, like you said, Jillian, is it something that is meant to be a one and done social media quick, let's just get this out there about this is happening today in my store, as opposed to this is who we are. This is why we exist. This is how we serve you. This is, you know, this is what we want our legacy to be. And those are two very different reasons to have video done. One can easily be done and created off your phone. And the other one, you want to be more intentional and more strategic in how you go about having it created. And we notice a lot of times when clients come to us looking to have something of higher quality done, they have in mind a longer shelf life for this piece of creative. Like you said, it's not a one and done. They want something that can last a long time on their website, that can be in rotation on air for a long time, and still will consistently speak to their brand and put their message out there. In, in a way that is just really showcases, like I said, who they are, what they do, and their unique capabilities. Again, that doesn't mean, and we're never quick to discourage people from being active on social. You have to be, but it's that day-to-day piece of it versus the longer-term uh, piece of creative that's going to live wherever you decide to put it for a year, two years, however long you need it. Do you find that that it's true or that there is some credibility behind the idea that customers are a little bit more forgiving to phone video. Do you feel that that's accurate? I think it just depends on like what the message is. If Is this a film? Is this just a commercial? Is it just a sales pitch? Because I mean, 
obviously people don't want to hear sales pitches these days. My example would be, look at Blair Witch Project. Everyone remembers <laughs> so that true. show, but it was done in an authentic way. It was done in a really smart way. It had nothing to do with, the, I mean, the production was good because it was intentionally good. Uh, and I think that's, that's what you have to be aware of. Are we doing this? Is there a reason we're filming on, on a smartphone versus a $20,000 camera? What's the reason? Every, you know, like as a marketing person, you know, like everything has a reason. Right. We're just, not, we're just not just taking wild guesses here and hoping something works and throwing Hail Marys. There's a, there's a, you know, a reason behind everything we're doing. Right. And that genre has grown. I mean, outside just talking about television and film, that whole genre in and of itself has grown. People just have started filming with their phones and using their phones every day to document. You know, you saw this whole genre of TV and film change where that was something, like Matt said, that was more accepted because it was it's part of who we are and there was an intention and a purpose there. And I think I would say, yeah, I, I definitely, like Matt said, I absolutely agree that people are just more accepting of it now. And it's something where we even will talk about with, you know, a client or a given project, if that's something where we want to work organic and authentic uh, video in where someone's recording themselves on their cell phone or on a Skype or something, it really just depends on what your goal is and what message you're trying to get out there. Who you are as a brand, obviously. It it works for some brands. It doesn't work for other brands. Right. I absolutely agree with that. Well, I would say like maybe like a pharmaceutical company versus like Google. Google, you you would accept a Google commercial filmed on your phone. True. I wouldn't want to be pitched a pharmaceutical drug that could possibly save my life and then they're recording it on a cell phone. That would maybe scare me. That might be a stretch. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you could find some way to bring some legitimacy into that if you set it up. Yeah, as, totally. You know, we are showing you a day in the life of one of our, you know, someone who is taking this life-saving medication and what, what their day was like before taking this and now that they've been on it for X number of weeks, months, whatever, how they're doing now to be and, able yeah, to show that. That yeah. all comes back to just purpose. Right. What, what do you want to do with this? What's the message you're trying to convey? And another example is just in the space that we're in right now in the new working remote world, Amy, you and Matt and I, we've been doing this for a while now, but there are a lot of people who are very new to it. It's the new normal. And we were actually just talking to a client today, this morning about thinking about videos that they want to do for a virtual gala because their gala was canceled due to the coronavirus. We were trying to figure out that she was asking, you know, how could we record or how could we get you guys in to take video or something? Is that possible? And we basically said, you know, what you're looking for, it makes sense to have people recording themselves in their home. We can jump on a Zoom or a Skype or have them on their cell phone recording themselves as we interview them because this is, you know, there's a reason you're having a virtual gala. So it makes sense that the creative would support that and support that message. And there's ways when you work with a production team like us, we know what we're doing to make things look more polished, a bit more finished, and get through some of the hiccups that you can have recording in that type of a setting. Well, and I have been amazed at the number of choirs that have come together on Zoom, supposedly, and been in 15 different places and produce a song performed in a way as if they're all in the same room together. My husband and I have both looked at each other and been like, how exactly is this working? I don't have an answer for that, but (laughs) um, 
but it's, it's cool to see that that can happen, I guess is my point. Yeah. And it, it is serving a purpose for us right now. Would we all want to see them perform that way if we were not in a pandemic environment? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Yeah. No, it's just so much more impactful right now because everyone's living that life. Exactly. Literally everyone. I think it's so unique that this is a world. This is the whole world living through this right now. And so exactly. everyone relates to it. Everyone understands. So do you think that because of this point in time that video even has a stronger impact than what it did even six weeks ago? Yeah, that's a good question. Cause I don't think video is going anywhere. I think the industry is in a little bit of a hiccup right now because you can't shoot, you know, unless everyone was in post-production, which isn't the case, you know, everything's kind of on hold right now. But I think if you look at a lot of the commercials that are relevant right now, they're doing COVID-19. They're doing what's happening with this crisis right now. And everyone's kind of piggyback on that. Everyone's kind of starting to copy it, which is then it kind of gets old. But And those were the people who, and, and they're doing it through video. I think it's the easiest way to get your message across to, to customers or to whoever your, your audience is. When we tell people all the time, when we're looking at um, websites and we see that something is extremely, like a website's very text heavy, and they don't have any video to complement it. As just a society, our attention span is next to nothing anymore. And people look for that easy click to understand fast who you are and what you do. And you know they don't wanna read essays anymore. And that's just really, we feel like that's just the way of the world. And so video, like Matt said, it's, it's been around and people have been using it to support and build up their brand but I think it's just becoming clear even you know this crisis and beyond it's a faster and and I would argue more efficient way to creatively express who you are to your audience and it's what people are looking for the interesting thing about that too is you know there's a lot of studies out right now that show people want that higher level of quality if they can get it because we're just I mean, we've just become as a society more accustomed to, to having it everywhere we go on our phone, just getting a higher level of video quality. Keeping that in mind as you're doing some brand building is, you know, you don't want to chase people away with consistently bad quality videos. I mean, like we talked about, it's okay to have organic and content and shooting with your cell phone and things like that. But if you're consistently putting out videos that are of a low quality, that has a tendency to push people away too. Yeah, I think the industry is going to just continue to evolve really i think like in any industry there's there's trends that happen and for a while there in video it's really quick and now i think you're going to start seeing longer form stuff well the big brands do that really well yeah yeah they do we've watched a couple great ones from toyota yeti is one of our favorite brands that we'll look at the stuff that they put out there and generally it tends to be a little bit longer form and a little more documentary style and sometimes it doesn't even speak specifically to a product it's just focusing on their brand pillars and yeah, who they are doesn't. Right. people don't want, i mean people are savvy nowadays they, they know what a commercial looks like yeah. they know they know when they're being sold yeah. too at that point it's really important for the the business to understand the purpose that the brand stands for in the minds of their audience. Nike is not just an athletic shoe. It is a mindset of just do it and how that can transcend into so many different aspects of our lives that if you just thought of Nike as an athletic shoe, a lot of people would never wear it because they're not athletic or they don't relate to playing tennis or basketball or whatever, but 
when you think just do it and what that can push us all to do, it makes more sense. And if you just like look at some of the projects we've worked on, I can tell right away, obviously because I was on them, but just from the quality and just from the storytelling of having direction, having you know brand standards, working with marketing people, us handling marketing, handling creative, having just that idea going into it. These are this is the story we need to tell. These are the brand touch points we need to hit, opposed to you know me just showing up and being like, okay, let's shoot something and hope it's good. It does happen to us where we walk into a situation and can tell right away that the client has not considered investing in a marketing plan or they've thought about a content strategy or what brand pillars, touch points they want to hit. And they basically come and say, we just want a video. That's great. We can do that for you. But a lot of times we'll sort of redirect them if we can and say, you might want to backtrack a little bit and think about who you are, what you want to convey. Right. We can come in and like Matt said, he, you know, he can shoot beautiful pieces for you. But again, speaking to shelf life, it might not work for you in another several months or a year if you're not thinking ahead of time about what you want it to speak to. We would tell people all the time, the more you can do ahead of time to decide what you want to showcase in the video from a brand perspective, it just makes our job so much easier. And the type of creative we can put out is so much more fun. We have way more fun <laughs> on projects when we know um, what the end goal is and what, what message they want to convey. I'm thinking about some projects that I've been involved with in the past too, where, where you jump into the tactic, I need a video. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go, let's go shoot this video. Then you get there and you're like, all right, well, what are we doing? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, yep. I don't know. I thought you had an idea. I experienced that in the hospital a few times where they're like, just get down here and you need to record this. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a time and place for that too, I think, like just, sure. just capturing what's happening. But I think more and more nowadays, there's like, in my opinion, like most people who would fashion themselves as videographers are pretty good. Everyone, everyone's gotten good at shooting video. Everyone, everywhere you see it, it's pretty well done just because that's the technology has made a big impact and it's become more trendy to be creative. Like that's why I don't even really consider us like a production company, so to speak, because I feel like we can add way more value as operating as like a video agency where we can get in there and, and do a little bit of research for you, do a little bit of discovery, and that's going to make the video that much better. Yeah, I would agree with that. And as we've talked about Amy too, I mean, there's times when we'll, we'll walk into a situation and it's, abundantly clear that they want more than we can possibly give them. And in those situations, we look to someone like you and, and we'll, you know, redirect and sort of give them the idea like, hey, you might want to think about talking to this person first. She can really help you get a better grasp of who you are. And then like Matt said, we can come in and, and we can take that bit of discovery or whoever you, you know, whatever you've walked away with from that conversation or that interaction. And then we can look at that from a visual storytelling standpoint and just come up with something that's far more powerful than anything we could have done if it had just been working from ground floor. Going back to what we started this conversation with documenting for documenting's sake. And then maybe you are not starting with an, an end goal in mind, yeah. but knowing that this may be valuable for us at some point in time because it is an important piece of our overarching story, as opposed to another time and place where you know you have a story that you need to be able to tell. You know that it's going to be best told in video. 
So now let's backtrack that and figure out all the pieces that we need to be able to put in place to be able to tell that story really well in video. Exactly. Backing that up sometimes can be, can be challenging, definitely. How, if you haven't been through that process before, it can be tricky to know how to create the elements of that story that you need to put in place. Kind of springboarding off of that is, again, with documenting, is thinking about how, how you're documenting from a technical standpoint. And that's something that, that we oftentimes will see people who have taken that step They've gone ahead and, and documented, you know, whatever it is that they want to share out from a video or photography standpoint. And they come to us and say, hey, we have this great footage that you can maybe use in the video that we're going to create somehow. And we're, oh, fantastic. And then we see it and it's shot in a way that it can't really be used on multiple platforms. And so you run into that issue too. If you're doing documentation just to have, not, not that you necessarily have an end goal with it right at this moment. Mm -hmm. Is there a good standard setting that you should be shooting all of it in this, whatever that is, so that when you do get to the point where you want to use it, it has better flexibility and more legs to be able to carry you in multiple directions mm -hmm. and, and serve that need better for you than if you had set your camera on some, a different setting? Everyone will tell you to turn your phone horizontal, not vertical. So that'll be 16 by 9. That's kind of what your TV screen is set up for opposed to holding your, your phone vertically, which would be nine by 16. You'll see that it's kind of like Instagram, Facebook stories. That's what it's played on. You know, there's a lot of cameras now that have 4K. I mean, if you can shoot 4K, that's going to give you flexibility in post, whoever's editing for you. But I just kind of go back to, if this is a, just a spontaneous moment, the phone's just a tool. The camera's just a tool. So whatever way is going to allow you to get the job done the best, that's what you should do. That's my approach because I would hate to see somebody trying to figure out how they can shoot in 4K or slow-mo and just, you miss the- That would be me. In front of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't want to miss the moment, yeah. especially if it's, if it's really powerful and- I just want to hit record and- Yeah, yeah. why not? If that's yeah. how you're comfortable doing it, then yeah. that's how you should do it. But with the end goal in mind, 95% of the footage that you're shooting is going to end up in that 16 by 9 format. If you're shooting with the phone, I would keep it in that resolution. I would say if you're nervous and you're not sure, just hold it horizontally and shoot 16 by nine. And like Matt said, I know Instagram stories and, and there's certain platforms that really tend to translate better as a nine by 16. But I think what, what we all pretty much agreed on is it's just important not to miss an opportunity or miss a moment because you were so nervous you weren't going to shoot it right, especially in those those moments that, like we've said, are emotional or they have a lot of realness and authenticity to them, an audience will forgive you if the emotion yeah. is there. I know, you know, as we've been talking, I've been thinking about, you know, some of the most powerful images that you see from any kind of significant event are ones that are done in more of a documentary style or that are just very much in the moment Maybe the person who's in it doesn't even realize that the photo was taken, but after, they, after it has been taken, it becomes their most prized image from that event. Even, you know, even the wedding photographers that I know are shifting gears and being, or have shifted, and are more documentary style imagery to, to what they're doing, and that's what people want. Mm -hmm. And because it does create that emotion in a way that you can't get from a staged or are posed, orchestrated 
Yeah, there, there's like a, actually when you started talking about that, you made me re think of a really good quote. I'm not going to try to pronounce it for Tiger's last name because I'm going to screw it up. But I put this on my Instagram feed and it says, I don't really think that the technique really determines the veracity of the image. It's what the image does to the viewer that determines whether it's right or wrong. I thought that was perfect. Yeah. yeah. You'll have to send me that so that I can put that into the show notes of this because that's a good one. If there was a couple pieces of advice that you would give to a business that was looking at video, either during this time that we're in right now or just going forward, what would you tell them to be mindful of as it relates to bringing video into part of their content? I would just say to really plan ahead and, and think about what you want to do with the creative. That's really the most important part of it because once you have a plan and you know what you want this content to do for your business, you know, then a company or organization like Matt and I can really come in and do something very special that has a nice shelf life for you that can be used in a bunch of different ways, whether it's on your website or a TV commercial, social media. The more you know ahead of time of how you want to do this and what you want to convey, it really gives us that ability to come up with you know, different ideas and different plans of how we want to shoot, where we want to shoot. So just that pre-planning is so, so important. Video is not going to go away. And I think as we talked about earlier, it's, it's probably just going to be more elevated in terms of its importance after this. because. Like you so rightfully said, Jillian, we're seeing a lot more people working in new situations and we're showing that. We're showing the behinds the scenes of that. So it's not going to go away once we come out of whatever the other side of this looks like. So what would be, what would be some things that I need to think about as it relates to video beyond what Jillian just shared? I would say don't fall into the trap of just because you see, you know, you see somebody make a commercial, like, you know, right now all these COVID-19 commercials are coming out. And everyone's kind of saying the same thing. It's like everyone starts, one person does it and everybody feels like they need to do it too. Like, how can you, how can you be different? Like, because all those commercials just blend together to me. Like, how can you be original? And I think that goes to like other platforms too. And, and if you're putting out a commercial, do you want it to look just like your competitors or, or do you want to have, I've heard people say, influence the influencers. And I think your, your creative should be like that too. You should have people parroting you, not you parroting them. And I think working with, to get to that, you need to have a plan. You need to be working with creative people and people who aren't afraid to be a little contrarian. Well, you really need to know who you are as a business and as a brand in order yeah. to be able to do that. Exactly. And know what you can get by with or, you know, what risks you can take it with your messaging or where you need to be more conservative with your messaging and how your audience is going to take it or not take it. I agree. It is about taking risks, but you know, you, they have to be obviously a little calculated as well. Right. Last night I listened to Simon Sinek's first book club on his book, Start With Why, which is in its 10 year anniversary. They talked about when and how should you decide about a pivot? And his answer was, you should pivot from your why, not from your how or your what, excuse me. By pivoting from your what, you're just pivoting what you do. So for, you know, his example was if I pivoted what I do, which is public speaking, I would be very limited in what it is I could pivot to mm -hmm. that stays aligned with what my business looks like. However, if I pivot from my why, which is to inspire people, then I can look at all aspects of my business 
and all aspects of what I do in public speaking mm -hmm. and be able to pivot in a way that still aligns 100% with inspiring others, but using those points in different ways. So, you know, he said this book club is a perfect example of that. I would have never come up with this if I would have tried to pivot from my what. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of the same thing of if, yeah. if you understand why you're doing what you're doing, you can see where you can visually tell a story. Yeah. I think that also like, just to piggyback on what you're saying, it's like, you have to be able to dig deeper, you know, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of it's self-awareness and a lot of people struggle with that. It's not easy. If you're so invested in your brand to have an honest opinion about it, that's why it's important to have somebody who's not afraid to tell you that your logo is bad or your colors are crappy. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. right. And I think one of the best, like you'll find just generally some of the best pieces of video creative that are out there come from the why space. They're not all coming from the what or the, the how. It comes from, like Matt said, that deeper piece of who you are and who you want to be. And when you can really hit on that why, you just see pieces of creative that are just more special and more memorable. Well, and it gives you a better context. And, and makes it more relatable. As we have all entered into this uncharted territory of social distancing and remote working, the impact it will have on your business is also uncharted. How should you be communicating with your clients? Should you consider pivoting your business or how you offer your services in order to remain stable during this time? How can you continue to provide experiences you want your clients to have? Sometimes the best thing to do is get a fresh perspective. And for that, I've got a couple of options for you. Subscribe to my Marketing in Minutes messages. These are brief emails with strategies and tactics to keep you consistent in your marketing, clear with your intent and messaging, and stay confident with your business decisions during this constantly changing time. Schedule a virtual coffee, or in my case, it will be tea, and we'll spend 30 minutes talking about your business and strategies you may want to implement in the coming weeks. No strings or money attached. The other is buy an hour of my time. I call it a marketing director on call. You set our agenda. We meet on Zoom, so we are following our current healthy boundaries and spend an hour hammering out an action plan for you to start implementing as soon as we wrap up our discussion. Following the call, you'll receive a summary of our conversation, any action plans we discuss, and additional resources that might be helpful. Because it is done on Zoom, you'll also get a recording of our conversation, so you can refer back to it at any time. Plus, you can follow up with me via email, call, or Marco Polo app anytime for three weeks following our call. I'm offering $100 off these sessions through the end of April. It is amazing how much you can accomplish in an hour. Plus, it will end up saving you time and money by giving you a plan of action rather than a guessing game. You can access all three of these options off of a new page on my website at bit.ly bit backslash Austin Marketing Support. And marketing is abbreviated to MKTG. I'll also include a link to that page in the show notes. This has been the Pursuit of Purpose podcast presented by Austin Marketing. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. Head over to amyaustinmarketing.com for links 
and resources mentioned in today's show, as well as ways to subscribe and connect with Amy. Thanks for listening.